for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Welcome Channel 156. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray talk about Monday Night Raw. And of course, we got to talk about Cody Rhodes and his promo in Greensboro, North Carolina. Also, we had some NXT debuts on Monday Night Raw. How did they go? We'll talk about it, myself and Bully. Also, we talked a lot about Zelina Vega and the missed opportunity in Puerto Rico. How can they fix it? We talk about that as well right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Cody Rhodes, his reactions are getting stronger and stronger. Obviously, a a great reaction last night being in, in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, as he mentioned in his promo, the site of the first ever Starcade, um, and a lot of history with the NWA, a lot of history with his dad in that building in North Carolina, and, and I thought he got a, got a really good reaction last night from the WWE Universe. I only tweeted about Raw once last night, and I tweeted specifically after Cody's segment. I said, slow and steady wins the race. Cody's getting it done right now. Just listen. So Dave, I know that you are somebody who still believes that Cody should have won at WrestleMania, but here's my question for you. Cody's reactions, reactions when his music plays, reactions when they sing that part of his song, reactions when he's standing in the ring, people chanting his name during his promo. Any reaction and all reactions, louder now or pre-mania? It's louder now. And this is this is the slow progression of Cody Rhodes. If he would have gotten the win at Mania, there would have been no place for the people to go. He would have reached a mountaintop. There's a groundswell around Cody. Right now, the reactions are getting louder. When they start chanting his name before he starts to talk, or they start chanting his name after he's finished talking, the the Cody chance is getting more traction. Cody couldn't get the people to really get them to chant Cody pre-mania. He was trying to get them to do it pre-promo and during promo and he would get 
little Cody chance here and there, but now it's starting to really build and it's going to continue to build. This Brock thing will come to a head. Cody will have fought the beast. He will get the better of the beast and then he will move on. But what I'm hearing from the audience, and that's all I need to know, is the audience's response. Because the audience's emotion tells me whatever I need to know at any given moment about a talent. They are more behind Cody now than they were leading up to WrestleMania. And I loved what Cody said last night. There was not a lot of meat and potatoes last night in Cody's promo. A lot of fluff. No big deal. People still love them. I said... I, he said, I pinned you with a wrestling move, countering a wrestling yeah, move. Yeah, he goes, in a wrestling I, he goes you said it was, you said it was a foot. And actually, we talked about this on the show after. He, he said, you said it was a fluke, but I countered a wrestling move with another wrestling move. And, you know, what does Brock always say? What do they always say about Brock? Yes, he's the beast. He's a monster, all these other things. But he was a legit collegiate wrestler. So how did Cody beat him? With a wrestling move. So in a lot of ways, you know, that's that's in his wheelhouse. I, th- I thought that was very, uh, I, like you, that really grabbed my attention last night. So th- that part of his promo, that actual verbiage, and the responses um, during his entrance, the sing-along, There were two Cody chants, and then the response he got afterwards. If you notice, Cody, when he comes to the ring, goes out of his way to try to say hello to as many children as possible. Getting to the kids is the key, because once the parents see how much the kids love Cody, they're going to go out of their way to do whatever that you know the kid wants to do you know buy Cody merchandise take the kid to see Cody thus the fans start chanting for Cody it's all about the slow build Cody's like the for lack of a better term the little engine that could he's trucking along he's trucking along he's steaming along and by the time we get to mania next year <clears throat> I think you're gonna have like a hundred percent emotional investment in Cody winning not necessarily 50-50 investment in Cody winning and Roman losing. I get it. And and I think even more than what we saw last night in crowd reaction, Bully, was, you know, when Roman was in the ring last Friday on SmackDown, Cody's not on SmackDown. Cody wasn't on the show. But there was a Cody chant when Roman was in the ring on Friday. I think that might have been the first time, Bully, that I actually heard a Cody chant where Cody wasn't in the ring. And that is even better than what I just pointed out what happened last night. Because if they're chanting your name when you're not around, that means you're on the tip of their tongue. And they're trying to get under Roman's skin by chanting Cody's name. Here's one little thing I wish I did not see last night. And this goes back to the suit. You know, I'm not a big fan of the suit. Although recently I've seen him get away from the suit or at least the tie a little bit, and in the gear, I don't need to see Cody getting off his own tour bus. Once again, much like the, the suit, that screams, I'm better than you. There's nothing very common, man, about your own tour bus. I know a lot of wrestlers have tour buses, but in the when we're talking about seeing him as a character within storyline, 
I don't think I ever saw Steve Austin come off his own tour bus. That's something that The Rock would do, but The Rock had, you know, The Rock at times was, you know, egotistical. Well, not at times. He was always egotistical, <laughs> you know? I, I, I want to see more of that, a little bit more of that dusty, common man feel with Cody. But as far as last night was concerned, I thought it was a, a huge win. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I'm still getting comments. I'm still getting notifications of our master's class that dropped on Sunday where we talked about missed opportunities and bullying. You've been talking about it since the day after backlash about 
as great as the moment it was with Selena and, and Rhea and how that was great for her to be in front of those fans in Puerto Rico, what a moment it was. Man, it could have been an unforgettable moment. It could have been a moment that people were talking about 20, 30 years down the road where people were saying, well, yeah, of course we can do that. You want evidence? Let's go back to Backlash 2023 when Zelina beat Rhea Ripley. Now, you and I were kind of going back and forth about can you get back to that moment? Is there any way you can get back to that moment? I think you brought that up, Bully, and I said I don't think there is one. I, I think that opportunity has now been missed, and that's why it was part of our missed opportunity masterclass. But I think – hear me out, Bully, and I'd love to get your take, and I would love for you to shine it up and make it sound like a million bucks. But I, I'm just going to throw this idea at you because I was looking at it and I was thinking about it, and I was commenting to some of our fans about it. Now, it was definitely a missed opportunity in Puerto Rico, but we do have money in the bank coming up the 1st of July. And the reason I bring that up is that the last time that Zelina was involved in money in the bank, Nikki Cross won the money in the bank briefcase. But the fans wanted Zelina. The fans were behind Zelina. I would think even more. If Selena's in a Money in the Bank match, they're going to be behind Selena Vega. Right now, your Raw Women's Champion is on SmackDown. Okay? Now, Money in the Bank is coming up July 1st. And that is, you know, Bianca Belair is your Raw Women's Champion. Now, I know most people would say, well, isn't doesn't Selena want to go against Rhea? But hear me out. I think if you have Selena... Win the Money in the Bank briefcase on July 1st. Either that night or that next week, you have her say with that Money in the Bank briefcase that I'm cashing in this briefcase on September 11th. September 11th falls on a Monday Night Raw this year. So In Colorado Springs. Yes. Now, I know it's not New York, but, but, I, but I don't think it really matters in this case. She wins the Money in the Bank briefcase, Bully, and she says, you know what? Listen, I had that championship match with Rhea, but even more important than my opponent is the date, and that's 9-11. And she goes into the story about her father, and she says, I'm cashing this in against Bianca Belair September 11th for mon- on Monday Night Raw against the Raw Women's Champion. And then leading up to that date, you have all those vignettes, Bully, that you talked about. You have her go to the memorial. You have her go to her father's gravesite. She did make that promise to her dad about winning the women's championship one day. Listen, I think you would agree, Bully, that Bianca Belair is on shaky ground right now. All you had to do is hear the crowd reaction for Bianca at Backlash against EO Sky. I think this is the perfect opportunity to push Selena to the moon have that moment on 9-11 for her dad. I think they owe Zelina that moment. I think she's earned that moment on 9-11. And then you know what? Then you do something with Bianca Belair's character, which is very, very stale right now. I think it's a win-win situation for the WWE. What are your thoughts? You basically took my broad stroke idea and filled it in because I said that, the you know, hopefully they don't screw this up a third time with her. They yes. had the first opportunity in Monday, you know, Monday Night Raw during 9-11 a couple of years ago, right? In New, in New York. 
yes. in New York. They missed that one. They missed this one in Puerto Rico. Now the third time is 9-11 in Colorado Springs. So I like the fact that you've taken it and you've tidied it up a bit and you use the vignettes that we talked about to yes. lead up to that match. And the great thing about it is, will Z if Zelina were to cash in on Rhea, pinning Rhea will get her a bigger reaction. If she pins Bianca, there's going to be plenty of Bianca fans out there who aren't exactly going to be happy about it. But it would what would happen after the match? Bianca being a babyface would shake Zelina's hand, raise her arm, and put that belt around her. We could actually have a moment, a feel-good moment with Bianca and Zelina, much like when Becky Lynch, this was during COVID era, much like when Becky Lynch told Asuka she was taking time off because she was pregnant. We got that moment between two women, you know, um, you know, a woman feeling good for another woman, know, you know, knowing that she's going to have a child, that she's pregnant. Genuine, genuine happiness. I saw genuine happiness yes. on Asuka's face for uh, Becky. We can have that same, same moment. And if you really wanted to get a little crazy with it, you have Bianca strapped the championship around Zelina's waist and Bianca leaves the ring and Zelina's standing up there on the, the turnbuckle and she's crying and we have this uber feel-good moment and then Bianca comes back to the ring and destroys Zelina and we turn Bianca heel. Uh, you could go, I, I think there's a couple of different ways. You could have that feel-good moment. Keep Bianca Belair a baby face and it's just, a, it's just an amazing moment and or you could turn Bianca because again, her character is very, very stale right now. Fans are starting to turn on Bianca a little bit. Then you could do something with Bianca's character. Let's put that to the side. It's really about Selena because I feel like Bully, and you actually mentioned this as well, this transcends wrestling. Like Leading up to that match on Monday Night Raw, you could have Selena do the Today Show, and you could have her on all these talk shows talking about 9-11, Talking about her, you know, losing her father at 9-11. The promise that she made to her father that one day she would be champion. And then, oh, by the way, you could see this match next week, Monday night, myself and Bianca Belair, USA Cable Network. Dave, we, we don't do politics on this show, and I'm very happy we don't. You, could, you, you can definitely say that the United States of America is split down the middle right now, right? It's 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 a very, very difficult time in this country, yes. As a matter of fact, I don't know if the word united really applies anymore. It's more, it's more like the states of America. But when was the last time this country was truly united? 9-11. Exactly. And you put her on those shows. Everybody can agree that 9-11 still affects us in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Everybody can get behind this story. Even people around the world, because they know how, how, it, you know, how, how it affected the United States. This is an, a great, real story. Is, is Zelina Vega the best wrestler on the roster? Absolutely not. 
but you get her in the, if you give her some reps in the ring, she'll get back to what she used to be. And then her beating Bianca can be credible. Because if you're going to have a baby face beat a baby face, it's got to be a credible win. With Rhea, Rhea could have beat the shit out of Zelina for five minutes and then slip on a banana peel, get rolled up, one, two, three, kick out at three and a half, and Rhea could have looked like, what the hell just happened? But it would have been too late. So yes, you can do this with Zelina. I hope they do not, not screw this up a third time. Once again, I am not saying that Zelina deserves this or has earned this because her wrestling ability, she has a unique story that within the WWE. Everybody, in, think about it, Bully. Non-wrestling fans, if they hear that story on a, on a talk show, are like, I, they will want to tune into Monday Night Raw to see that match. If they hear her story, see her tears, they're, they're going to want to be a part of it. And 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 again, what a what a feel good oh. what a feel good story that would come out of the, one of the worst tragedies to ever strike this country. I I totally agree. And again, bully, as you said, this is now the third opportunity for the WWE to do something. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SX XM app. We had some debuts on Monday Night Raw. All in all, what did you think of the debuts last night? Do you want to rattle off the debuts? Do you have those sure. in front of you? Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. We got um, Von Wagner. Yep. We got uh, Indusher, the tag team. And then we had uh, JD McDonough. And Zion Quinn in the oh, Battle Zion, Royal. And, and Zion Quinn in the Battle Royal. Okay. I, I want to I wanna have a, a, a talk this morning with you about debuts. And I'm going to use Indusheer as my example. Okay. Last week, I talked about doing something shocking. Like, like make me sit on the edge of my seat, please. Raw is, is, is so formulaic at times, so paint by numbers, that I have no reason to get excited. Last night, I thought in the Battle Royal, you know, having Ali win, that was exciting. I liked the back half of the Battle Royal. I thought it was well worked. Ali sold it like he had just won the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. And as I told you a long time ago, Dave, you have to give retribution time, have a little patience, let the story play out. Last night, the story played out. It's only, Retribution. It, it's only been a couple of years. So I, I should, what, what's wrong with yeah. me? Now all Ali has to do is lure back his guys from the modeling agency and all will be right with the world again. All right. Let's take the debut of Veer and Sanka. No, wait. Okay. Sanka is the Sanga. coffee. Sanka. <laughs> Veer and Sanka, no, uh, known as Indusheer, um, and they were let out by... Um, Jinder. Jinder Mahal. Did you think that the local enhancement talent had a shot of winning last night? No. 
Okay, this was an old school WWE squash debut, which in my opinion does not work anymore. I was groaning out loud when I saw this because we know what's going to happen. We're just going to watch these big men throw around these little men like rag dolls and then beat them. What's the big deal? Are you are you more are you into Indusheer today because of their debut last night? No. Okay, watch this. Tell me a tag team if you can name one in the WWE right now on the Raw side that is at the bottom of the tag team pack not doing anything but is still a credible tag team. Uh, who? Okay. How about the Viking Raiders? Okay, Viking Raiders. I, that's Are they fine. doing anything with the Viking Raiders? No. They were involved in the Battle Royal, but no. To answer your right. question. They were in the Battle Royale with cheese. Uh, the Viking Raiders aren't doing anything on Raw right now. They don't do anything with the Viking Raiders. There's not much going on in Viking Raider territory right now. You know what they got going on for them? That they were in a battle royal last night and they got eliminated. You really want me to buy into Indusheer as a credible tag team right off the bat? Why don't you put them in there with a team like the Viking Raiders? Why not send the Viking Raiders to the ring first and have Corey and the other guy, I forget his name. What's his name? Uh, Patrick, you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin Patrick, have yeah. Corey and Ke Kevin Patrick putting over the Viking Raiders, saying that the Viking Raiders are a credible tag team. They've been around for a long time. They've done this. They've done that. They're a badass tag team. Nordsmen, Vikings, blah, blah, blah. They still look like ass-kicking bad mother truckers, don't they? Yes. Now send Indusheer to the ring. Have Indusheer squash the Viking Raiders. Because if Indusheer squashed the Viking Raiders, now I'm like, holy shit. I fully expect them to squash the two local enhancement talent who combined weight doesn't even equal 250 pounds. I would never expect Indusheer to squash the Viking Raiders. And people might be listening right now and go, oh, you want to squash the Viking Raiders? They're not doing anything with them anyway. So if squashing the Viking Raiders can help get Indusheer over in their debut match, then my focus will be on Indusheer. Now I'm sitting back and going, wow, those Indusheer guys are big, bad guys. They manhandled the Viking Raiders. They manhandled a credible tag team. Now I'm invested in Indusheer night one. What do you think? I, I think that's a great idea. I understand what you're saying, and probably a lot of people listening be like, "Man, you're gonna you're gonna do that to the Viking Raiders." But to your point, bully, they're not doing anything with the Viking Raiders. If somewhere down the road they want to reestablish the Viking Raiders, you're not gonna remember the match that you saw on Monday Night Raw. You know they can do that very very easily. But right now they're not doing anything. All right, so let me throw out this debut. It wasn't last night, but it was on SmackDown Friday. Cameron Grimes debuted in a match with Baron Corbin, beat Baron Corbin in five seconds. 
What did you think of that debut by Cameron Grimes? How can Cameron Grimes beat Barrett? It's exactly what I'm suggesting for the tag team. It's a shock and awe debut because would you ever expect Cameron Grimes to beat Baron Corbin in five seconds? No. But he did. Yep. And it's the first thing that you thought of. So it must have stuck with you. Is is Corbin any bigger than the Viking Raiders perception-wise in the WWE right now? No. But he's still credible, right? Yes. Just like the Viking Raiders, Raiders are. I'm going to remember Cameron Grimes more than I am in this year. I could see in this year being around for a couple of months, just like Veer was around for a couple of months. And I actually liked the way they had debuted Veer. Veer is coming. Veer is coming. Veer is coming. Then Veer eventually did what? He, he finally had a match and then he came. went back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he went down to NXT. Um, but but, but they, they debuted Veer. I liked what they were doing with him. And then all of a sudden they started to water him down and he was dead. It's like he didn't even get off the ground. You didn't even give him a, a, a chance, a fighting chance. You build this guy up for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. The first two or three weeks, you do the right thing with him. Then you water him down and he's gone. Now you're going to do the same thing with this tag team. You put him up against two local enhancement guys. Big deal. Like, why should I sit in front of my TV and watch that? For what reason? No, as a matter of fact, it's probably a channel changer right now. Until you, until they give you a reason to watch them, that's probably your cue to go get something out of the kitchen or change the channel and see what the score is of the uh, the, of the uh, basketball game. Could I mean, you imagine that's it. in this year throwing around the Viking Raiders like they did the local enhancement guys? Could you yeah. imagine in this year hitting their double team finish on the Viking Raiders like they did their local enhancement? Now you've given me a reason to care about in this year. All right, let me throw out another one at you. Uh, J.D. McDonough. You put him in the Battle Royal. He gets eliminated. Then you show me a fantastic package on him. It was a good package. It wasn't fantastic. A good package. Then you get get the interviewer catching up with him as he's leaving. Says a couple of words. And then you see... um, uh, what's it? Finn Balor well, in the background. Well, don't don't forget that JD attacked Dolph Ziggler after he got eliminated. So he got eliminated from the battle royal. You know, he's he, uh, Ziggler's. You know, fl- face first on on the ground outside the ring, and JD McDonough grabs him from behind and throws him into the stairs. So he had that attack on Dolph. So at least the attack on Dolph making him important enough to catch up with him after the match and the fact that um, what's-his-name was interested in where he was going. Uh, Finn Balor was interested. At least now as a fan, I'm kind of interested because he beat up Dolph. The backstage interviewer wanted to hear from him. So if you want to hear from him, he must be important. And Finn Balor was interested in him also. I'm I'm more interested in J.D. McDonough after last night than I am in this year. I'm more interested in J.D. McDonough than I was Zion Quinn. 
Who else debuted last night? Uh, uh, Von Wagner. He was in the Battle Royal as well. Got eliminated. I, I think. I could be wrong. I think he got eliminated during the break because I don't remember seeing him get eliminated, but I could be wrong. So, I mean, if he got eliminated during the break, that's a little bit of protection for Von Wagner because they he, they put him in the match, but they eliminated him during a time where they were in commercial. So you kind of forget about him. I'd say last night was a really good night for J.D. McDonough. Yeah, I, I, and, again, and again, if you're bringing them up to the main roster, Bully, it, there's got to be a reason that you're bringing them up to the main roster. I mean, Von Wagner, all everybody that we're talking about, they were taken out of NXT and put on the main roster. There has to be a reason behind it, right? And no, 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 no other reason other than because and to shake things up. Let's okay. Let's let's call these guys up from NXT. Let's call these gals up from NXT. We'll throw them in the deep end and we'll see what they can do. Let's see if they sink or swim. Let's see if they sink or swim. But what are you writing for them? If you write stuff for them that's going to make them sink, they will sink. If you write stuff that's going to make them swim, they will swim. Creative has to give talent opportunities to shine. It's 50-50. Now, if you wanted, uh, if you wanted like last night, if you wanted those two NXT call-ups, we had J.D. McDonough in there. We had Von Wagner in there. We had Zion Quinn in there, right? Yes. Why couldn't the last four guys be the three guys that I just mentioned and Ali? There, uh, there's no reason why you couldn't have that. Let those guys be the last four guys. And now uh, now commentary can talk about the three NXT call-ups getting so deep into the Battle Royal, you know, you know, on their debuts. And then one NXT guy takes out another NXT guy, and then you can do the dropkick finish with Ali. None of those guys went over, but they could get over by being the last four guys. And, I, and I'm kind of on the fence about the surprise too, Bully, because I know last week you were saying, man, come on, surprise me. You got to shake things up a little bit here. Why is it so formulaic? You can call these matches from a mile away. And I, I totally understand where you're coming from, and I totally agree with where you're coming from. Now, Ali last night was a big surprise. Didn't see it coming, right? Ali is somebody that's... Probably more on the losing end than the winning end whenever you see him. Still kind of developing his character. I still don't know if he's a babyface or a heel. And they surprise you with Ali winning. But the problem is now it's Ali and Gunther, you know, at Night of Champions for the Intercontinental Championship. I got to be honest with you, that doesn't excite me at all. Yeah, it was a cool surprise last night on Raw. But I, but am I excited about the matchup at Night of Champions? At least for myself, I'm not. I did like the interaction backstage with Ali and Gunther and rest of Imperium. What I loved, you know, who does more so much with so little Tazawa. He really does. Just that look Taz- when Imperium was walking in and he walked out of the doorway and was like, made that face and turned right back around. Yes, I know exactly where you're coming from. I popped out loud, Dave. Tozawa does so much with those. He has great facials. I love the way he reacts. It's almost like he was walking down the hallway. He saw Darth Vader and made a complete U-turn. Yeah. Great job by Tozawa. There's a guy who deserves some flowers 
that doesn't get them because he's entertaining every yes, time that is. I see him. Um, let me ask you this. The matchup between Ali and Gunther, is that just going to be a squash, or do you think they finally have plans for Ali moving forward? Much like um, Zelina being of um, Puerto Rican descent, right? Mm-hmm. And giving her a, 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 a high-profile match. I believe that the WWE sometimes takes people of certain backgrounds, nationalities, religions, descents, and puts them in certain situations for the crowd. Now, I'm not exactly sure of what background Ali is, but isn't his descent um, from that area of the world? He's, he's a Pakistanian. Okay, and that, but that's significantly different than uh, Saudi. Uh, from I, I, um, I, I believe it is, but I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn. Okay, either either they're going with some type of back Ali's background for the for the for for the the crowd there to really get behind, or maybe they're finally giving him a little taste. But if Ali in a match between Ali and Gunther right now, I think Gunther just destroys him. That's what I'm saying, and and and, and again, this is. They, they do a lot of start and stopping with Ali. And I'm not just talking about in ring. I'm talking about character wise. Like, you know, you look back to what we, you know, we joke around with, we, you know, with everything that happened during the lockdown, during the pandemic, when it came to Ali's character and that faction. I mean, they've changed his personality and character at least half a dozen times since then. So I really don't know what I have with Ali. Well, so I'm interested right to now, see what they're going to do. Right now, whatever change they may have made seems to have entertained Vince or entertained Hunter or entertained the fans enough. Listen, Ali got a great reaction when he won last night. Hopefully they were listening to that reaction. Yeah, I just don't want this to be like he goes in the ring with Gunther, loses to Gunther, and then... Ali goes back to square one where he's been so many times before. I can definitely see this match with Gunther going um, like similar to Brock and Daniel Bryan, where Brock beat the shit out of Daniel Bryan for like the first seven minutes of the match. And then all of a sudden Brock made a mistake and Daniel Bryan was able to capitalize, capitalize, capitalize. Brock eventually won, I believe, but they can do the same thing with Ali. Like, Gunther can chop Ali into dog food, but then Gunther makes that mistake. And Ali's able to capitalize on it, get the crowd really behind him, and then Gunther beats him. One of the things that Gunther does that I love is he doesn't use traditional match psychology, or at least when he was in NXT, he didn't. And And when he was wrestling in Europe, he didn't. You'll see Gunther win a match right in the middle of a babyface's comeback sometime. Just takes it when you least expect it. I love things like that. I love it when I see things that I completely don't expect. I love the shock and awe. You know, shine, heat, comeback, finish is the the recipe that has been working since day one. But if you you can toy with that and manipulate that type of, recipe that type of psychology and take the match away right at the top of the baby faces comeback 
to the point you generate more heat as a heel. I'm a big fan of that stuff, and Gunther does it. Yeah, and, and Bully, I will say this about Raw last night. I thought Raw was a good show last night. Um, you know, last week he complained that Raw, and I agree, was extremely formulaic. I don't think last night was. Now, there's going to be certain aspects, and again, the three hours is killer. But they, they did enough last night to kind of keep you on your toes as a viewer. Like the Ali winning the Battle Royal came out of nowhere, didn't see it coming. And then the little things. You know, when Becky Lynch, when they showed Becky Lynch backstage as she was walking towards the ring before going to break, you saw Paul Heyman in the background talking to the Judgment Day. If you didn't catch it, no big deal. But if you caught it, it makes you kind of think. Like you are saying with Finn Balor, those types of things are things that are like that you keep planted in your head because it comes out of nowhere, and maybe there'll be ramifications, maybe there's a story there, or maybe there's not. But at least they're throwing things at you to kind of keep you on your toes as a viewer. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.